Welcome to the What is Happening in Salt Lake podcast series, brought to you by slc.gov and the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. The purpose of the podcast series is to review topics relevant to Salt Lake-based business owners and startups, as well as to highlight success stories from other entrepreneurs. Uh, this is Peter Collister with the SBDC, uh, William Wright with Salt Lake City Economic Development, and Sam and Emily Samuel with Z Nectar. Will, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Will Wright, like you said, uh, with Salt Lake City Economic Development, work with local businesses and entrepreneurs, try to get them connected to resources that are available to them in the city. Fantastic. Sam and Emily, uh, we're happy to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Absolutely. My name is Sam, and I was born in St. Lucia, which is where the business originated from. As a boy, my grandmother, who is of Indian descent, would make this drink for me and my friends after playing soccer or cricket. And uh, we didn't understand the value of that then, but we do now and what its function was. We would gobble it up instead of drinking water and uh, get back out. Recovery time was very short. Looking back, that was the goal and went back out to play. And for several years as an adult, I kept making this as a fun drink to have just one of the recipes of the three recipes that we knew. And uh, one day we decided we needed to do something with that. Uh, I was encouraged by my family members and uh, my in-laws that we needed to do something. And my wife specifically and daughter said, let's do something. And uh, here we are. Uh, The product is a lime-based product. Flavors such as ginger, lime, ginger, lime, hibiscus, and just plain lime. Uh, And the ingredients are pretty simple and there aren't any additives to our product thus far. How did you figure out how to manufacture it? I mean, making it in your home, I think, is probably a little bit different than making gallons and gallons and gallons. Scaling up and understanding why and what we wanted to achieve for the consumer was really based on what we enjoyed. And that is little sugar as possible, especially with where things are in our society today and the consumption of sugar being an addictive part of diets. We wanted to have something that our consumers would enjoy at any given time with or without ice. And of course, adults always ask the question, can you mix anything with that? We wanted to make sure that was available for them. Scaling up from where we were took a lot of trial and error. Not very much waste, but just a lot of trial and error and understanding how we can move. And right now, I feel as if I am stuck at the quantities we're making because I haven't tried to scale up further than nine gallons at a time per product and then go back and do that. Uh, I'll add that note and say that's about to change because we have purchased some equipment, which will really allow us to do that very differently. Emily, what has that experience been like for you from having the concept, Sam, making it in the kitchen to really starting a business around these, these three SKUs? We actually have been in business together before. And so it was really a driving factor to want to work together again and to create something that we can both put our passion and joy into. So to collaborate with one another and to be able to bring people that we love in together to make something that we feel is is a joyful product and that we can offer to people and share in that has been very, very exciting. It's probably the one thing that drives us daily because we do both work full time. And so it's difficult to keep that energy sometimes, but the passion and the joy to work together, like I say, and then also bring something 
that we feel is just a piece of happiness in the world. Well, that's and fantastic. To the world. That's fantastic. Not all couples can work together. I, I don't know very many, although I have an aunt and an uncle who can do it. <laughs> We've done some really fun things together and succeeded at it. So it's, it's been a pleasure this time around as well. Do either of you have a background in food? I mean, with a product like this and kind of coming so far in not a very long time. No professional background, just enjoyers of food. That's for sure. Yes. Um, Mine's in science. Yeah. Radiation science. No food. Radiation science to uh, a delicious beverage. Yes. Yes. With passion. Lots of passion. So what resources have you utilized that are available to entrepreneurs who might be looking to start a business like this? Well, initially, Emily was the one who pointed me in the direction of the SPDC. We didn't know how to go about doing this. We spent a lot of hours online looking at business plans for food, researching the, the path that somebody would take starting a restaurant and all these other things. None of these things had anything to do with what we were about to do and what we have done. And uh, I came to this building. This was my first shot at it to meet with someone who later pointed me to actually you, Peter asked me to visit with you for a while. We set up an appointment and I got a chance to meet with you. And uh, from that point on, it's been the resources from your area has sent me in different directions, i.e. different food, natural food or organic food vendors. You even interviewed somebody here that your department had referred us to, Jamaica, with her bulk food business. We had met her earlier, but uh, referring her to us was one and some of the other resources there. Emma, you want to jump in on this? Cause yeah, I'll... I'll jump in. We actually learned about the SBDC through a good friend of mine who actually owns a business in Salt Lake City. And he utilized the SBDC to start a brewery. And because he had that background in beverage and knew that what a great resource there was in the SBDC, he just kind of gave us all kinds of tips who to talk to and where to go. And so without kind of partnering with people who are working to start their own businesses, I think it's difficult to move forward when you don't have any clue on what you're doing. And so the networking, I think, that comes through being a part of an organization like the SBDC is incredibly valuable. Can't put a number on it. I was visiting with another service provider the other day, and we were talking about resources available to entrepreneurs, uh, which there are quite a few but you really don't know that they exist unless you know, right? Or start talking to people about it. It's true. It is very true. I knew little about the SBDC. We've gone to the website. I have gone to the website to pull resources before I even found a business application. What do you call it? A, um, a business plan, a template online. And didn't even think of going any further until Emily and I had the conversation. So what other resources have you utilized? Uh, the Square Kitchen has been very, very good for us and good to us. And uh, the staff there, Tham and Anna, they have given us, uh, I want to say, they've given us the push, physical push, when we were at the kitchen to make product and introduce the product to everybody that's in the kitchen. That was really good. The validation was the great beginning for us because initially the validation was uh, maybe we do a focus group with the validation starting with the folks in the kitchen was really helpful. Those were good resources for me, at least, because I spent a lot of time in the kitchen uh, in the initial uh, stages. I know just networking. That's That was the big thing, talking to everybody about what it is and the passion would come through and they'd say, oh, by the way, do you know of this person or that person or 
have you tried this? And, uh, and it was from one thing to the next and one thing to the next. And all of a sudden we're here and thinking we haven't done anything yet. You know, so <laughs> that's how it feels every day. So can you go into a little bit into, you know, the, the culture of business in Salt Lake City and maybe why you chose Salt Lake City? I chose Salt Lake City because one, I live here and I, I want to be very candid and say that initially I didn't understand the business culture here until both Emily and I took the step. I understood the business culture from an employee's perspective, not a business owner perspective. Now, I, I honestly think that the culture here, I say now, but over the last three years and going through this path, I would have to say that the folks in business encourage other people looking to start business more than I imagined. We have spoken to business owners and just shared the information about our dream or what we aspire to do. And, oh, by the way, did you, by the way, have you, and it was from one thing to the next. I would also say that one of the big important pieces of our business is to try to be as sustainable as possible and move forward responsibly. And Salt Lake City does that with almost anything that they do from building buildings to supporting business owners to providing resources for new businesses and underdeveloped areas to some of the redevelopment agencies. I mean, every type of concept comes in there that we are passionate about as we move forward because you can grow a business and grow just for profit. That's not our goal and that's not our focus. Obviously, profit is hugely important, but to do it responsibly and sustainably is a big part of the reason why Salt Lake City was important to us. And have you faced any challenges, you know, any, uh, any difficulties or, you know, specific challenges that have come up in this journey? Navigating these waters have not posed any challenges except not spending the proper kind of time to do that. I.e. during the course of the business day, I can only do so much and I have to do that uh, during lunch and a 15 minute break here or 10 minute break here. That's the only challenge I am faced with is time. I think all entrepreneurs deal with the time issue, but you both having full-time plus jobs, I can see how I'd be a little bit more ridiculous with, with your schedules. Yeah, we're up till 11, 12 o'clock at night working on this to get things moving and have a plan for the next day to either initiate production or a packaging phone call to reaching out to somebody who's going to tell us something more about a different concept in the packaging programs that we're looking at, i.e., Carbonating. It's not something we considered till now. And somebody else within the group through networking assisted us with that. So it, it is a time issue. It really is. Well, we kind of glossed over where you're at today. Where can you buy Z Nectar products? Z Nectar products, you can reach us either via our Instagram page at Z Nectar Craft Beverages or an email, Samuel at Z Nectar.com, or just by calling either myself or Emily. It's 702 and we'll cater to either delivering or setting up an appointment at the kitchen so that folks can pick the product up. Where can I try it now? I know during the summer you've done some festivals, you've done some markets. Uh, are you sold in any stores? Yeah, currently we're at uh, Nostalgia Cafe. Nostalgia Cafe. Yes. And that's on 1st, uh, 1st South, 2nd East. Between 2nd and 3rd East. Yeah. Okay, that's right in my neighborhood. Okay. Great neighborhood. Yeah. And they've been very, very gracious. I mean, they carry just two of our SKUs right now, and that's the hibiscus lime, 
ginger and the lime ginger. You know, I think the first time I tried it was at the Square Kitchen during the grand opening there. And that was the first, I think the first time I met your daughter and, and you as well, Emily. But it was really impressive how many people were lining up to try, try the product. And from what I know, that was the first time it was available to the public. Is that right? That's correct. That is correct. And I had another experience this summer. I'm, I was at the Liberty Park Market and I ran into you. I was intending to run into you. That's the only reason why I showed up. And you were the last place we got to before we did leave. But there was a line of 10 or 15 people. What a delicious drink that you've made. Have you had it, Will? Yeah. So my the experience is like yours. The first time I tried it was at Square Kitchen also for the grand opening. But you, the two of you were so busy, I didn't get a chance to talk to you that night. Given that, given the success that you've already experienced, what are your plans like for the near future? What's Are you scaling up? What's the growth look like coming up? You want to go first, Emma? Uh We just started purchasing rather large pieces of equipment to help us scale up and move into bottling. And from there, move into wholesaling so that we can get into a retail distribution chain. Yeah, we've been coached that Harmons, our good old local Harmons uh, supermarket would be a good place to start sampling products as soon as we have uh, the first set of bottles done. And uh, just to mention, it's not just going to be local. We've also been working on the interstate commerce piece simultaneously. And uh, we think that this is about three or four months away. Yeah, we have big, big dreams and plans, and we're just taking it bite-sized pieces at a time. Ultimately, wouldn't it be great if we could go international? That would be awesome. But, you know, keeping the big dream out in front, but then making sure that we're taking each of those steps to achieve small pieces at a time, which is what Peter really helps us with. That's where we're headed. Yeah, so the next step would be to see bottles either nine and a half ounce or 12 ounce bottles. Also wholesale packaging, i.e. something a little bit bigger. We've been experimenting and we're going to get some samples of pouches that uh, I just don't know. I really don't know. These things are all things that we have to uh, experience. And, 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 and I would love for anybody listening to this to reach out to us and let us know if they would like to participate in, uh, in the sampling process and, um, as, as we package some of these and let us know how it's working in their refrigerations in this space at home, how are the families enjoying that? And the information I put out just a few minutes ago would be a good way to reach out to us and let us know if you'd like to participate. And uh, we'll reach out to you and we'll get you on the list. But that's where we're heading. Your email address was samuel at znector.com? Samuel at znector.com. Okay, perfect. To go back a few steps, you talked about having the idea and we kind of jumped into where you are today. And Emily, you mentioned a little bit about taking little steps to get along. Can you walk us through the story of you have the idea we met, we started talking about concepts. How did you validate the product originally and how did you get to where you are? The validation, uh, and I mentioned this earlier, we had to find a place to stop manufacturing this. We couldn't do this in our kitchen anymore. The idea didn't strike until it was recommended that we look at Square Kitchen that was a brand new kitchen coming up. And again, that feedback or that recommendation came from the SBDC. From there, we were able to play with scaling up and writing these measurements down and tasting those and spending hours and hours without very many people at the kitchen at the time. So it was maybe Emily and myself, my daughter, a couple of friends, maybe people who were starting up. That We moved from that to- Farmers market. Farmers, well, we were thinking about how do we validate and initially the thought of doing validation through focus groups would have been a way to go, but the cost 
that was cost prohibitive for us. We wouldn't have been able to do very much with that. And further conversation or dialogue between myself and yourself and Emily, we ended up applying for farmer's markets because that's what we were told to do and get feedback directly from the consumers. We did that in the first year and the response was overwhelming. We sold out on the first day at the farmer's market. That was a validation. And uh, we had the same amount of product we continued to bring to the market every week we participated after that. So it was a big answer looking back. The answer to the question was, yeah, people really do like the product. And we had customers who would come back and tell us. So we scored these products and we took a look at the stats. Each one of the products were either five or six glasses away every single time we went to a market. There wasn't a product that was liked six or 12 glasses more. It was always four or five glasses ahead of each other at any given time, depending on how hot it was, depending on the, the crowd. So it's the expo volumes. By the end of the first season, we were absolutely convinced that we needed to move forward. After additional dialogue and sharing the information with you, Peter, you, you recommended that we move forward. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but move forward. And you began to question us about packaging. And that's when the conversation came up about packaging and cash flow. I'm hoping I answered the question you asked. Yeah, no, you did. You did. And so the last year you've been focused on packaging and you're three, maybe four months away. Three, four months away. The, the next thing is just getting the nutritional content labels done. So how, how do you deal with food safety when you make a product in a commercial kitchen and you're serving it within a few hours or a few days? That's one thing. But I know you leave something out for a week. Usually it molds. It goes bad in some way. So as you move through this process of packaging it, how do you ensure that it's going to be safe six months down the road and 12 months down the road? Well, you want to I was just going to mention another great resource that had been given to us was Dr. Karen Allen from the Utah State University Agricultural Program, who came in and sat down with us for a good hour and shared the testing methods that we should go through to find out uh, shelf life. And that was the beginning of being able to see how long the product lasts in a safe manner. Had we not had that resource, I don't know where we would have gone or <laughs> what we would have done to get that information. Yeah, that's true. I, and, and I totally overlooked that. So two of the products are heat products, are heated to make, and one product is cold. Uh, looking at the shelf life now, knowing what we knew based on the information Dr. Allen gave us, it really did set the trajectory uh, in, in a different direction for us in terms of shelf life without adding anything to preserve the products. Uh, and that, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that was very, 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 very important. Um, keeping the quality and not putting in any additives or preservatives of any kind, keeping the integrity of the ingredients without compromising safety. And she was able to help us with that. Yes. So the two heated products will, will easily last on a shelf or a refrigerated shelf uh, 60 days. And for the non-heated product, which is the lime, it will easily last 30 days unopened. When you open it, then you have to drink it. Well, I don't know why you'd open it and not drink it. Yes. I mean, that's yes. a different, <laughs> different question of, of rationale. Well, what else should we know about you, about your story? I will say this. Being born in St. Lucia, it's a gift. It was a gift. I still consider it a gift. It allowed me to learn more about this product, gave me this product, but more than anything else, the cultural diversity that exists here in Salt Lake City, not just Utah, in Salt Lake City, 
has allowed us, me, us, to move through the system and share our product in a very accepting way. We haven't had people shun us or I don't know what word to use. It's been very encouraging. The story of my life is a long one. And I'd like to say that this has really settled my heart, the business of creating this product, because I've lived everywhere and I didn't want to stay here at all. This is not the place I thought I was going to live for not even five years. And uh, getting into this has really changed uh, my life completely. I want to say that. You know, starting a business is a lot like having children, right? Not only do you start receiving a lot of unsolicited advice, uh, but you start giving it as well, <laughs> which I'm not sure that there are other any other two things that are similar. Yeah. I imagine you're speaking from experience <laughs> with this. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that uh, I have. Um, you know, I, I grew up really poor. And and I, I, I think about that. I never say that. Uh, no shoes. Carry the shoes in a bag to go to school. When you get to the building, you put them on. You go to play soccer. There aren't any cleats you wear. You, you go to the field without shoes. And everything was done in a very holistic manner. If you got a cut on your foot, it would be a specific kind of mud that would keep put on your foot to stop bleeding. This is really grassroots stuff. And we would like to keep the product as clean and enjoyable as it is today, years to come. Uh, shelf life is an important thing, but boy, that it has been a struggle mentally for us, just uh, ensuring that all of the products that we're using are sourced properly and we believe in the people that are assisting us. Anything else, Emily, we should know? Oh, boy. As Sam said, his story is quite quite extensive and quite long, but our story together had a lot of ups and downs. We've, again, went through the recession, as many did, and, and lost everything that we owned, literally. And so we've been in rebuilding stages, and it's really nice to have something to grasp onto and keep us focused and keep us moving forward and, and with a lot of, um, I would say it's very invigorating. That's probably the word I would use. Sticking to a plan and, and moving forward and having people by our side to assist has been a huge, huge, huge part. I don't know that we would be here today without all the people around us that assist on a daily basis. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations with what you've accomplished and we wish you the best going forward. Thank you. Thank you. You know, so thank you. Congratulations. And Salt Lake City is lucky to have you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Will. Great to be here.